Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. If something starts working, if you start getting a response out of it, double down, post more there. Don't exclusively go to it like we talked about. Still post a little everywhere. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners. This is Travis Watts, your host of the Actively Passive Show. Theo is out today on a break, so you got me, and I figured I'd do a really short solo episode on something that kind of baffles me that we've never covered on the show. And it just felt right to do it as a solo episode. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. Topic is the five best tips for investor relations. So at the end of the day, yes, I'm a full-time passive investor. That has to do with my investing preference of where I place capital. But On the active side, I am director of investor relations. And prior to doing that, I created an investor relations platform for uh, a syndication group. And prior to that, I worked investor relations with Fidelity Investments. So investor relations is really kind of my world, at least on the active side. So I feel like this could be a really powerful, beneficial episode for both passive and active investors. And I'll tell you why. If you are an active investor. We'll start with that. It's pretty obvious. You either have to be investor relations yourself, if you're going to be a one man or one woman show, or you're going to have to hire someone for investor relations. So this without a doubt will be helpful for those folks. And on the passive side, you need to know what type of group you're working with. As a passive investor, who is the communication source? Are you talking directly to the general partners? Are you talking to an investor relations rep? How many do they have? What questions might you want to ask them? And are they in the know? Are they following some of these best practices, so to speak? So this is just my take on it, by the way. Speaking with thousands of investors, this is just kind of a a quick five best practice recap in my opinion. So certainly not to say this is all you need to do. And there's certainly a lot more we could talk about, but I'm going to keep the episode short. And that is the topic of today. So I'm just going to knock into it here right off the bat with the takeaways. The first thing I would say to active and passive investors in relation to investor relations, make sure the investor relations rep is discussing the good and the bad in the conversation. 
because it's all too easy for us. And of course, I've been guilty of this. Everybody has to speak about the positives and the best case scenarios. And wow, what a strong past performance track record we have, blah, blah, blah. Everything you read and see, obviously, is going to show you the highlights of the best. And it's going to try to paint the picture for what things could be. But make sure if the investor relations rep is not bringing it up on their own, that you bring it up. Have you had a deal gone bad? What if interest rates double? What if blah, blah, blah. And make sure that you have those conversations and that there is an answer to them. I'm not saying there's a right and a wrong response to those, just that they've thought it through and that they're willing to talk about it and not shy away from it. You can create a lot of skepticism among investors if all you ever do is talk about the positives. And some of the first podcasts I ever did where I was a guest speaker talking about passive investing was just that. It was, oh my gosh, it's great. And it's this, and it's a benefit and it's a pro. And then eventually I did that a couple episodes and one of the hosts stopped me and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It can't all be good. It can't just all be <laughs> rainbows and butterflies here. Tell us the real story. And it really got me thinking, that's true. I really need to give the other side of the coin in fairness to promote transparency. So that's number one, discuss the good and the bad. Listen for that, look for that, do that if you're in that kind of role. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget-to-actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. Number two, be visible. I would say it's not a great idea if you're active and you're new to this space to just go out and start trying to raise capital and promote a deal if you have no presence on social media, you have no website, you have no blog, you have no podcast, you have no thought leadership platform somebody goes to Google, types in your name and nothing comes up. I would say that's probably a mistake because 
limited partners like myself, we do due diligence. <laughs> we look up firms. We look up people. We're trying to read between the lines, figure out who is this person. I like to watch people do speaking presentations and talk to an audience so I can try to read their character. So you got to get out there. You got to be visible. And also on that note, I know there's a lot of people and or firms in the syndication space that maybe they prefer one social media outlet. Maybe they're very heavy on Facebook. They're posting every single day on Facebook. Everything's on Facebook. Their blogs on Facebook, their videos on Facebook. But what about all the investors who are on LinkedIn and they don't do Facebook? What about all the people watching YouTube that don't go to Facebook? So I would say this, put a little bit of content on as many outlets as you can versus putting a thousand posts on only one outlet. That would be my take on that. So be visible. You'd be surprised. I get people reaching out all the time. Oh, I saw this Instagram post you put up. That was like a year ago or whatever it was. I heard you on so-and-so's podcast and that was not even a, a recent thing. So be visible, be a guest on people's podcasts, maybe launch your own podcast. It really depends on you, your strengths, your time commitment, et cetera. But be visible nonetheless. All right, number three, professionalism. So <laughs> a lot of newer groups reach out to me because now I'm kind of known as the passive investor guy in the space. So syndication groups that are newer will reach out and say, hey, can you take a look at our website or can you take a look at our slide deck or a company prospectus or our deal overview? Tell me what are your thoughts from a limited partner investor? They want to make sure, obviously, that they're putting out something that's going to be marketable, that's going to be competitive, and they're looking for me to tell them red flags. And I'm happy to do this stuff, by the way. I think it's great. And I appreciate everyone who has reached out to do that. It always gets back to professionalism, though. I'm telling you, almost everything I look at, especially from newer operators, I find typos, glitches, generic Google pictures that are blurry in there. It looks like oftentimes it was made on PowerPoint. And that can be fine if it's made on PowerPoint, but use professional templates, professional looking fonts, and just don't get too weird with it. <laughs> and, and the average overview for a deal is probably 30 to 60 pages long. I can't tell you how many have been sent to me that are five pages. Here's our company. Here's our deal. Here's the data. Here's the contact page. Don't do that. Be professional. Look at some groups that are doing it successfully in the industry and mimic to an extent what they're doing. Look at their templates and their professionalism. Also, when you have calls with investors, if you're going to be an investor relations rep or anything even related, what you say and how you say it matters a lot. And first impressions, the old gold standard, they go a long way. So when I do calls with investors, if you guys are tuning in right now on YouTube, you can see me, but I'm usually wearing a button up shirt or maybe a, a sports coat and I got my hair done and stuff. I don't have chaos happening in the background. Use a green screen or something if you have to you buy a professional microphone. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I've shown up on these calls and I've had people apologize for showing up in their t-shirt and shorts because I wouldn't say I'm dressed up, but I'm professionally set. I got a lighting kit going, all this kind of stuff. So you don't have to take it too far. You don't have to be in your tuxedo or whatever, taking calls, but be industry professional, I would say. Any communication you have, anything you write or post online, your videos, et cetera, Remember your demographic, which is what we're going to talk about next. Who are you really presenting to? High net worth, high income individuals. Don't you think those individuals most often, they buy into that. 
they're a doctor, so they have to wear professional looking wardrobe. They have to speak professionally. They don't have typos and errors all around their office and on their paperwork. So they look for these things. So you don't want to be a red flag to them. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about target audience. Funny story, years ago, I was just getting into public speaking and I wanted to start with some smaller events, had a buddy in Orlando and he was doing a local real estate meetup group. And I said, great, real estate investors, Orlando, that's where I live. So I said, okay, let me help you with it. Let me kind of co-sponsor, I'll co-speak, I'll co-promote, let's do this. So (laughs) can't tell you how much time I put into this. It was quite a bit, but I marketed this event. We got a whole bunch of people to fill seats. We found a venue, we rented things out, we brought in food and water, et cetera. I made a PowerPoint presentation, polished it off, dressed up nicely, showed up, had rehearsed this thing a hundred times, came in and literally just killed it. It was great. It was a great presentation beginning to end. Audiences clapping. It was a great deal. And I thought, man, this is awesome. I crushed it. Well, only one problem. (laughs) Not one person in that audience was an accredited investor, as it turns out. (laughs) As we mingled afterwards and we had our list of attendees, not one person was accredited. And what I was ultimately trying to do is network with accredited investors. So Lesson being, know who your audience is, know what they do, where they hang out, what they like, and get in front of that audience the right way. It saves you so much time and energy. I see so many ads for syndication stuff, and I just think, man, they're kind of missing the target with the message. So maybe hire someone, a consultant or a marketing director or whatever's in your budget. If nothing else, when you have an idea that you're going to post or something you're about to put a lot of time into, run it by three, four, or five people in your network and just see if they think that's a good idea. Maybe you could do that for free. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about RentReady because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. RentReady is a property management software That allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With RentReady, you're able to collect rent online and get paid. Find the perfect tenant with the built-in screening and listing service and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, RentReady is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks at RentReady.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. 
That's besteverconference.com. Number five, wrapping up here, is respond quickly. There's something I pride myself on. It's something I pride other people on. I very much respect when I'm an investor and I'm looking to invest in someone's deal. I send an email because let's say they just had a webinar last night and the next morning I say, okay, watch the webinar. Here's my three questions. And I get a response back or I get a phone call. That's another thing. If I make the phone call, do they answer their phone? Okay, if they don't, fine. Do they call me back same day? No, next day? No, a week later? You're looking for these things as red flags as a passive investor And if you're active, I can't tell you how important it is. There's a fundamental concept here. It's that it doesn't matter whether you are ready to pitch your deal to somebody or you're ready to do your presentation. What matters is when the customer is ready, when the investor decides, yep, I'm going to put 100K into this deal. And then they send you an email or a call. You better be on it. That's money burning a hole in their pocket. And if you're not going to be responsive or give them what they need, they're just going to find another deal and park the capital there and say, sorry, missed out this time, maybe next time. And that's a huge deal. So even if you prefer working Monday through Friday or whatever, I would say be open on the weekends to text and emails, especially those urgent, like, hey, I'm looking to invest. I just have a couple questions or where do I send my funds? If you get that on a Friday, don't put it off till Monday. Respond to that as fast as you can. It's a form of professionalism, first of all. It's unprofessional to blow people off and not respond. It is professional to get back with people in a timely manner. So that's pretty much the five recaps. If I were to pick five that I feel are are very important that have proven themselves over and over to me. And the last thing I'd say kind of in closing and in recap is just be adaptable. This goes for anything in life, but adapt rapid changes in today's world with technology and new social media platforms coming out, COVID happened. You've got to be adaptable. Before COVID, I was going to in-person face-to-face conferences and real estate meetups nationwide. That was like my whole gig week to week. That's what I did. And all of a sudden, no conferences, no face-to-face. I had to be adaptable. I had to pivot. When one door closes, you have to pivot and look for another door. So something to keep in mind, One of my mentors years ago told me, double down on what works. So as you're experimenting with all these things, you're posting on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and bigger pockets. If something starts working, if you start getting a response out of it, double down, post more there. Don't exclusively go to it like we talked about. Still post a little everywhere, but double down on what's working. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully you found that helpful. Again, this Travis Actively Passive show Theo will be back next week. This was just kind of a bye week so I thought I'd do this solo episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, send them to theo at joefairless.com. We'll see you next time.